they sort of got across to the kids was work hard and be kind. And like I saw that on the wall and I was like, yeah, that's it. They got it. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. Great to, great to get to talk with you guys. I'm CEO of Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. We have a number of shops in and around Nashville and then now a number of other cities. Our company based in Columbus, Ohio. Our first major jump was to Nashville because we love the creative class that has, you know, everybody from around the country has sort of picked Nashville as the place to meet. And so we've been very fortunate to put down good roots there and have loved doing that. Uh, my career started a very haphazard way. I I was a, a political nerd. And when I was about 15 or 16, I used to write letters to the editor, ghost letters to the editor and try to get my parents' friends to uh, sign them. My dad says he lost more buddies during that time in my life than any other time. Uh, I, I tell people I was I was born south of Chicago. You're stamped a Democrat as you come out of the womb. Mm. And I haven't shaken that to this day, mm. but I thought I wanted to run campaigns. I thought I wanted to be a speechwriter. And I had a level of success in the speechwriting. I was a speechwriter for the president of the American Bar Association when I was 21. I was sort of very fortunate and lucky to to get a break to do that job. And I loved it. And then I was sort of helping out on a few uh, campaigns and realized that I might run those into the ground. And I was very worried about not having a job if I ran a campaign or two into the ground. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I better go to law school. I thought I was getting into Northwestern. And I will tell you, I'm 48 years old. I'm still on the wait list at Northwestern Law School. (laughs) Not bitter at all. I've, I've spoken at uh, their business school, Kellogg, and uh, spent most of the time making fun of the law school. But Ohio State gave me a great offer. I had never been to the state of Ohio. I had no intention of staying, but I drove over here for what I thought would be three quick years, and then I'd go back to Chicago and be the loop attorney I'd sort of planned on. But I got talked into sticking around here by a firm that promised that I would get to do things that I wouldn't otherwise get to do at a major mega firm in Chicago. And I was very worried that I wouldn't be able to stand out at the mega firm, you know, writing memos and, and doing things, competing with Ivy League uh, grads who surely could write memos as well or better than me. And I wanted to do like trial law. I wanted to do what I thought was the sexy stuff in the courtroom. And um, that was great for a while. And I got to do lots of what I would call junior litigation where I would, um, you know, uh, anytime somebody wasn't represented, if they were in an unemployment hearing or a workers comp hearing or very low level litigation, I would, I would do that. And I, I thought I was pretty good at it. I was like 33 and oh, and then I got my first jury trial and I, uh, can reveal that I am and one in jury trials. Uh, and, uh, during that trial, I thought this is no way to make a living. Like this is miserable. I was, you know, I felt like I could have, uh, prepared every night until 2am for the three weeks leading up to trial and still not been fully, uh, prepared. And I was worried about making a living that way. And 
uh, I was very fortunate to get brought in on a business deal. Uh, a local pizza company was being sold to McDonald's and I was brought in uh, to help on a very, very small portion of that deal. But I saw sitting around the table, very smart people with big dollars at stake, working together to try to find solutions to difficult problems. And I thought, now this is what I want to do. This is fun. These are smart people working together. That, that's entertaining. And uh, I quickly decided corporate law was what I wanted to do. And um, the firm was nice enough to let me uh, change my at least claimed area of expertise and begin to work in that area. And then from there, GE called and I followed uh, a strange career path within General Electric and became a general counsel of uh, some enormous businesses, a $14 billion P&L where we had 35 places around the world where planes would fly in and we would take the engines off and uh, repair them uh, and, and put them back on and charge four to $8 million per engine. And I was uh, happy and loving that professionally, but, but personally it was really taking a toll. It was during the financial crisis and I was, we moved a lot. We had five houses in five years. Uh, I was gone a lot. I was constantly on a plane. I always had a bag packed ready to go on, on no notice. Mm. And I had an aha moment of, I need, I need a, a different, a different path. I can't do this forever. I'm, I'm you know, my wife's going to leave me. I'm not getting to be the husband uh, I wanted. I'm not getting to be the father I wanted. And I was scared that if I did that for a long time, it just wasn't the life I wanted. I was, frankly, I was making more money than I ever planned, but I was, I was not particularly happy. Mm. And I started flirting with companies outside of GE. And then out of nowhere, uh, some old friends called and Jenny Britton Bauer and her husband, Charlie uh, said, we've got something magic here, but you know, us, we're sort of artists. We're not really business people and we need a CEO. We want you to come back to Columbus and be our CEO. Mm. And, you know, I, it, I, I sort of said like, I'm flattered. I, I love you guys. I appreciate it. Can you pay me? Mm. And they said, we're not sure. You got to figure that out. <laughs> and uh, over the course of about six months, I, I realized the answer was no, they couldn't quite pay me, but, um, but it's, it felt too wholesome uh, and, and too great an opportunity to, uh, to help build something around what I thought was the greatest ice cream maker in the world, making what I really believed was the greatest ice cream. And um, they had four ice cream shops. And there was one, one uh, place, Foragers in Brooklyn, New York, that was selling their ice cream. And I said, how did you get on the shelf at Foragers? And they said, well, they called us and asked if they could sell our ice cream. Mm. That's Zen in the art of marketing. That mm -hmm. sit back and wait for them to find you. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I don't think that happens in the real world. Like that's kind of amazing. And so I took a bigger risk than I had ever taken. I think it was bigger than I wanted to admit to myself because I really wanted to do it. And uh, my wife sort of looked at me like I was crazy, but she knew she could uh, return to her uh, law firm and and that we wouldn't move for a long time. And that sounded pretty fantastic to her as well. And I was hoping that 
you know, we could grow the business enough that I could coach my kids basketball and be the engaged dad that I had always wanted to be and planned to be and, and a better husband as well. And uh, I'm happy to report that uh, those things have come true. Uh, and it has been nice to not have to think about moving. And uh, we've, we've built a little business that uh, has both uh, enabled us to have uh, tremendous fun and an amazing team and get to work with people you want to work with, but also enabled a, a lifestyle of uh, being a good dad and husband that, you know, uh, many companies don't, don't enable. Mm -hmm. So that's the long winded version of sort of how I got here. Happy to, happy to talk about the business or anything else uh, on your mind. Oh, it's so great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Gosh, if you don't mind, even just this is coming straight from a, a question I had in mind as you were talking, um, kind of coming straight from what we're going through right now. Our, our company's just my brother and I right now. So um, do you mind to talk about, because we've been operating for a year and have experienced quite a bit of highs and lows, um, particularly some lows lately, just in growing this business. So have you experienced that with Jenny Ice Cream and just like emotionally how you deal with growing a business and managing the kind of the tough days and um, staying kind of even kill on the wins as well, if that makes sense? Sure, totally. Um, you know, it feels so different uh, inside Jenny's than it did inside GE uh, or or any, you know, where, where you're sort of within a bigger organization, the, the wins and losses feel more distant. And, uh, and yet, you know, at Jenny's, when we would get a no from a potential uh, retailer, a, a grocery store buyer who said, like, nobody's going to pay that much for ice cream. And, you know, uh, we were saying like, no, no, they will. It's, it's, don't think of it as ice cream, like you currently sell, like this is, totally different this is much higher quality the ingredients are different like it tastes different you got to taste it and then you'll you'll be willing to pay for it and you know we heard no a fair amount and those were those were scary days and um you know trying to figure out like are we crazy are we gonna you know make it through and it and it's all very personal when mm. you're in a small business mm. um i do i do believe in not uh not uh getting too high on the highs and not too low on the lows. And if you know you're, you're right, if you're convinced like, no, this is the world's greatest ice cream, people are going to get it. Eventually we got to just keep working at it. Uh, you can get through those. We were able to get through those, those tough days uh, early on. And then when you begin to build a little momentum, you know, you, you can get around the, the, uh, the potholes or whatever, I think. Jenny is fond of a saying, I think she actually has it in her office that, uh, those aren't bumps in the road. That's just the road. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, th I think I probably did a lousy job of paraphrasing it, but that's what I remember. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Like there, there are literally no businesses that have a straight line of success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, you know, the best entrepreneurs are often those that are pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. And then when they find what works, they put the pedal down and, and, and the gas down. And that's, um, that's, you know, true for anybody. And so if you and, and others are sort of finding your way, like if, if you've got 
if you've got a strong conviction about what it is you're doing and what makes you different, uh, you know, you got to stick with it and you might make less money uh, year one or year three or whatnot. But like, if you've got the long view uh, and you know, you're doing something special, you can get by those, those rough patches. Mm. John, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. So you, and I think you and I kind of relate to this. I've had a bunch of different stops in my career. And so when you were at the previous company's GE big law firm and you weren't, it's something just wasn't feeling right either because of family or maybe you're working too much. Do you feel that now working for Jenny's ice cream that you like your values and the company's values are very much in sync with each other? Yeah. I mean, they, they better be right. Like yeah. if, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm screwing it up, uh, by not living my own values when my title CEO, then mm. nobody else has got a chance of, uh, of doing that. Mm. And there's one, there's one important way in which I have violated that I'll, I'll talk about, but like, but, but, you know, I think we talk a lot uh, around here about leading with our values. And so when, you know, things get tough, when we're trying to figure out what's the right answer to this situation, you know, falling back on who are we and what do we want to be, it makes often those difficult decisions much easier. And, and you know, whether that was pandemic or other things that, you know, we we don't want to be the company that immediately cuts uh, everybody, uh, but the business necessities may require us to scale back. How do we do that in a way that we can uh, feel like we've done as much as possible for the team, et cetera, mm. the way that I have not lived my values and, uh, sort of, uh, I, I am open to somebody calling BS on me is, uh, we put in a, a program, uh, called, uh, the sabbatical program, where after you have worked at Jenny's for three years, you get a paid month off. And, you know, we, we did that for a number of reasons. One, I wanted, uh, we, we weren't able to pay uh, uh, at the same level as big companies in my early days. And I wanted it to help recruit people, but also I wanted to give a chance for people to have to do their boss's job, but also the boss to still be able to do the details of somebody on their team who was going to be gone for a month. And I think it's been a wonderful thing for our company. I think it's a it's a truly wonderful thing for people to get to go to Europe or get to travel mm -hmm. in the mountains or whatnot and not have to worry that it's costing them significantly to do so. And I, we love sharing the stories of what people did on their month off. Yeah. And we now have a number of employees who have, have had their third uh, sabbatical. They have a they have a, some clever name for it. The, where I haven't lived my values is I have not taken the sabbatical. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, it's a real miss on me in that, you know, I should be leading by example and actually doing it. Um, I'm happy to say the leadership team has uh, not uh, taken that as an indication that they shouldn't, and they've all taken their sabbaticals. Um, and I, I keep telling myself, I'm going to, find a way to do that. But frankly, it just, the, 
angst it builds in me to actually try to escape for a month. Mm. And I've got kids that, you know, I, I, I can't actually disappear for a month anyway. So I might as well keep coming to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, thanks for being so transparent with that. That's awesome. Um, I forgive me if you're probably exhausted talking through, um, this last year as it relates to COVID stuff, but we did find ourselves, like I mentioned, we, we started doing strictly IT and particularly in healthcare, but in the last couple of months, we've pivoted to getting into a little bit more of like manufacturing and warehousing, just because the market is speaking to that right now, as far as open positions. Um, for Jenny's ice cream, have y'all seen any shift through COVID? Like what's kind of changed for y'all um, kind of in this last 18 months? Sure. The, the, the biggest change was, you know, we built these beautiful scoop shops around the country that uh, with our mission of making better ice creams and bringing people together. And all of a sudden we can't bring people together. And, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting on uh, lots of buckets of ice cream that we can't scoop for people Mm -hmm. going back, you know, 18 months. Uh, And I think our team did an amazing job of pivoting, you know, in real time while uh, over zoom and figuring out how to, uh, do our darndest to continue to serve our customers. And, you know, we rolled out uh, uh, delivery from the shops uh, via Uber Eats and the like via uh, uh, jennies.com. And that, you know, is uh, it, it, when, when we are able to receive an order on our website, uh, it is much uh, more cost effective than when somebody does it on somebody else's app. And that has enabled us to continue to serve customers. People have their uh, Jenny's moment uh, in their own living room or with those that they're uh, that they're uh, living with during pandemic. And that has been special for us because it has enabled us to keep people employed, keep the business moving forward. And, and while, you know, sales out of the scoop shops were, down, they weren't down nearly as much as they otherwise would have been. And then to continue the pivot to, to producing more for grocery stores and our e-com uh, channel was really difficult and really important to our continued success. And we had days where the entire leadership team and uh, lots of others were over making boxes so that we could ship more ice cream to e-com customers and at different times during the pandemic we were up a thousand percent to the year to the same day the year prior um, and you know finding uh, ways of continuing to serve customers despite all that's going on around us uh, really speaks to the dedication and quality of team jenny's and you know I, i'm very proud of the group and what they were able to do uh, while we while we needed to keep pivoting and finding ways of of keeping the business humming, sure. I think uh, uh, my small little family in Nashville did our part to help you out. We were frequenting Jenny's <laughs> at the Nashville's farmers market quite a bit. We live pretty close by, so it's awesome being Very in nice. such close proximity to a Jenny's. You know, I was going to say fantastic. we've had our at my house. I've got four little kids. And mm-hmm. so between me and our four kids, we've had probably 250 <laughs> Ginny's moments in the past, Perfect. you know, yeah. two months. So, yeah. yeah, we're doing our part. Well, we, we appreciate the support. No much. doubt. 
Oh man, and I would say that it's going back a few answers ago, you said it was different than normal ice cream. Seriously, it really is a different experience than eating. I don't know the ice cream that we ate growing up. So y'all are doing amazing work um, as far as that's concerned. Well, that's very, very kind. I appreciate that. I can say thank you because I don't have a thing to do with uh, <laughs> the fact that it's so good that, you know, Jenny and, and now a, a team around her that, you know, she, she made every batch of ice cream and served nearly every customer for a decade. And, you know, we live in a time now where lots of people claim to be artisans and every, you know, every food has craft or artisan stamped on it. But like she was, she was truly the first and truly uh, honed her craft over many, many years in a way that just doesn't happen. And so, you know, every flavor is her creation. She's uh, testing multiple uh, iterations and, and, you know, it's amazing to be the CEO of a company and not have to worry about the quality of the product we're producing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm so fortunate. Like there's not another CEO in the world who, who uh, doesn't have to worry about that stuff. But, you know, when you've got Jenny and team, uh, working at it you know it's going to be damn good mm. and i would assume that jenny's ice cream has less artificial flavorings in it or something to make it last less time in the um, container that it comes in is that true like uh do you have problems shipping it from the warehouse to the store and getting in in customers mouths in a faster time than say um, I don't want to name any names, but the brands that we grew up with 30 years ago. It, you're, you're absolutely right. We do not use uh, stabilizers or uh, preservatives, carrageenan, uh, monos, et cetera. And um, that it is a, it is a very natural, uh, you know, sort of almost old timey uh, taste and, uh, there's a reason for that, and and that does put pressure on our uh, on our fulfillment, and we we keep it colder. Our freezers are set uh, meaningfully uh, colder than others that are using um, stabilizers uh, in their ice cream, and and by others I mean almost everybody. Um, and so you know that's the 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 trade off is ours is uh, a little more expensive a little more uh, difficult to move around the country, but, uh, but we've built a business uh, around that with quality as our North star. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, consumers have figured out that it's worth paying up for the, the difference is meaningful. And, um, and we've just decided like we're, we're sticking with this plan and, and uh, it's worked so far. Yeah, so you you kind of alluded to it when you said quality is our North Star. Could you kind of explain um, what your North Star has been since the beginning of your career? Mm -hmm. um, what has always felt right to you? What has mm -hmm. been your um, leading cause that kind of pushed you along your career path every twist and turn that it's taken? Mm -hmm. Mm, that's a it's a great question. Um, you know, I uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling here because I'm trying to figure out how uh, personal to get, but like, I, I will say my, um, my, my parents instilled a strong, like work hard, but uh, take the opportunity seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. And so I believe in having fun. I believe in, uh, in, in trying to work in a way that, um, anything you do or say could be on the front page of the New York times. And, uh, you'd feel confident and comfortable with that being the case. Um, and, and maybe, you know, one of my, my kids elementary schools, they're, uh, they're saying, uh, that they sort of got across to the kids was work hard and be kind. And like, I saw that on the wall and I was like, yeah, that's it. They got it. And, I have co-opted that uh, myself as like, if you gotta if you gotta break it down to simplest terms, you know, in life everybody is carrying around baggage that um, I didn't appreciate as a eighteen year old. You know, I I had a um, you know we weren't rich, but we were privileged in the sense that I had parents who loved me and uh, and were upstanding. Uh, humans and and were sort of uh, doing what they could for our generation to get ahead as their parents had for for them and um, I, you know we uh, sort of sorry I, the 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 effort to make sure you're you're doing your part to uh, get ahead but not step on anybody else. Uh, was certainly what my parents were trying to uh, to get me to buy into. And the, the point I was making is like, when I was 18, I didn't understand that not everybody had that in their world. And the older I get, the more I appreciate that everyone is carrying around baggage, mm. whether it's a sick parent, a cheating spouse, mm. uh, a child who's not thriving. And in our daily activities we have thousands of opportunities to be kind and make people feel loved as the phrase we use at jenny's make people feel loved today uh, or we have the opportunity to uh, have our elbows out and uh, go through life sort of knocking people uh, out of the way and i am convinced that you can build a business you can be a good you can be highly successful uh, while being kind and uh, going through life with a different attitude than uh, might sort of be the movie version of what uh, successful people look like. Mm. This is more of a, I love that. And this is more of a, a statement than a question, but if, I mean, just being even uh, personal on our behalf today, you, uh, you mentioned how um, at, at heart, really Jenny's ice cream is about people. And, and the tool y'all use to connect people is ice cream. And it's been a good reminder hearing you say that because that's what we want to do with our business too. And obviously we want to be profitable. We want to do well. But at, at heart, our, our goal is to connect people and our tool happens to be recruiting. But hearing you talk about um, that's, that's at heart what you all do at Jenny's, that's been a good reminder for us today as well that at the end of the day, it's about people and um, use the tools we, we have in our business to try to do that. But at the end of the day, we just want to connect people. So um, yeah, you've been, you've, you've, uh, helped, helped us today. Actually, you, you talking about your story has been really helpful for us, even personally. 
Fantastic. We're ha- happy to hear it. And you're absolutely right. We, we're fond of saying around here, like it's about the ice cream, but it's not about the ice cream at all. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, uh, the, there's, there's lots of good we can do in the world. Uh, and we just happen to be uh, making great ice cream and serving it. But, mm. you know, one way that is really uh, important to me is like with ice cream shops, we are often a first employer. And the opportunity for us to make a really positive impact on 16-year-olds by teaching them the, you know, the importance of if you're not early, you're late, of uh, the importance of a smile, the uh, opportunity to, you know, that that great service leads to tips. You know, it, it, that's true when you're 35 and not working for tips, as it is when you're 16 and and you are working for tips. But mm-hmm. like that opportunity to teach people uh, the benefits of hard work and getting ahead and doing a great job in, in job one so that we can be your advocate and help you get job two outside of Jenny's. That is a really uh, fun opportunity for our company. And, you know, I, I try to get across to our team members, like a great day is when we are writing a letter of recommendation or we are, uh, picking up the phone and and helping them be what they want to be by calling their next potential employer and saying, this young person worked their tail off for us. They showed up on time. They brought a positive attitude and you ought to hire them. And, you know, our opportunity to be a great first employer is something that we really value and, and, uh, and love doing. Yeah. Mason and I, we talk about this all the time. It's, it's funny as business owners, and I would assume as the CEO of a company, it, you think what your project is is so great, and it's so awesome, and it is. Jenny's ice cream is fabulous, but that's not everybody's career path for their entire life to do 30 years alongside you. And so it's good to hear that um, you want people to move on, maybe move up in the company or with some move out of the company and you want to, you want to support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it was important to me that in the first year, like we built the basics, we created a 401k, we got health insurance and, and those sorts of things so that it could be a career for people. And there are, you know, a handful of people who have now been with Jenny's for, I've been here 12 years and that have been with us for uh, for almost all of those 12 years. And that's awesome. And I I couldn't be more happy to get to work alongside those folks, but for the vast majority of people, we got 1200 employees at the moment, probably the vast majority of them are going to be doing something very different in three years. And it would be silly to pretend that's not the case. And, but, but we want great alumni and we want them to have a tremendous experience while they're here. Uh, And, and I think, you know, the opportunity to make the world a little bit better place by being a great training ground for people is an opportunity that we want to make sure we take advantage of. John, have you, um, have you thought about, I just thought of this. Have you thought about doing like an alumni day? every year to bring people back mm-hmm. that like did work for Jenny's mm-hmm. at one point in time, but are moving on to other things. Have you thought about that at all? We did that, uh, at least once, maybe That's twice. Awesome. That's uh, great. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm biased, but I mean, I think we've got just a tremendous group of people that have come through our doors and, um, you know, it's really fun to get together with them. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's more difficult, the, the bigger we get, but, um, right. but yeah, we're, we're, we're proud of our alums and, mm. uh, and, you know, we're, we will enjoy watching them, uh, go do big things yeah. in, uh, in their lives. Um, if you could, let's let's go back um at the beginning of your career so i think it's very much this is the way i felt 10 years ago 15 years ago was that the ceo of jenny's ice cream he's um he's this amazing guy that has done these amazing things and he's been to amazing places and all of that is true but i i thought that becoming the ceo of jenny's was something that i couldn't do I I could always work for somebody, but I can't become that executive of whatever company. So what would you say um, is your word of advice to somebody that's like starting out on their career and they, they want to become um, like a hiring manager or a director or a VP of sales or whatever their life path is saying? What would you say your advice is to them as they're starting out in their career? I used to hear people talk about mentors and the importance of getting a mentor and I didn't quite appreciate it. And I will tell you at one point in my career, I had heard somebody's name uh, recommended to me a couple of times. And I finally found a YouTube uh, video of him speaking. And as I watched it, I thought that's who I want to be when I'm 65, like that guy mm-hmm. that he's got it. And um, I, I put together a, uh, recruiting plan to try to get him to agree to be my mentor. Hmm. And I had Jenny write a letter to him and we shipped him ice cream and I did hmm. another thing or two and said, like, I need time with you. I gotta, I've gotta learn from you. Uh, it was evident to me. He had figured out, uh, some things and it, it that person had been CEO of a number of very large, very successful businesses uh, but he was also uh, a, a great human being. And he used to teach on leadership that had morphed into him teaching about happiness. And he was convinced that, that you're born with some percentage of sort of who you are, but that you can teach yourself happiness and kindness and things that will make for a better life. Uh, and he's written about it now. And his name's Doug Smith. And uh, and for me, the point here is like, um, if you want to be X, you got to go find people who have done things very similar to X mm. and find ways to learn from them. And, um, you know, I've, I've sort of looked at Doug as, as a coach, uh, at times and, um, you know, in my role at Jenny's, I often think of myself as a coach right? I have the LeBron James of ice cream uh, inside the company. My job is to make sure the right pieces, uh, the right other players are around our LeBron James. And, and then sometimes my job is to coach them up just a little bit and, 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 and mostly get the heck out of their way. Mm. 
And um, I think that, you know, finding somebody who can be your coach, you, if you're a great player, sometimes the coach can see some other things that you're not doing or things you need to work on or whatnot. And so finding a mentor or a coach that has been where you want to go is probably uh, one of the things that, uh, that can help somebody early in their career. Yeah. I, I relate to that. So, um, I was a teacher, um, very start of my career and through just happenstance, um, I ran into, um, the CIO of Valero. His name was Hal. His name is Hal Zesh lives in Texas. And, um, every bit of success I've had in my career is due directly from meeting him. Mm. He is. That's amazing. Um, and so like, um, I, I can relate to like getting a mentor and I don't, I don't know that at the time that it was really related to what I want to do, but he gave me so much instruction, still gives me so much instruction that's will be valuable till the day I die. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, has he been on your podcast? Can I find it? He has not, but, um, he's being asked to, so <laughs> I, I don't know that he'll, I don't know that he'll agree to it, but yeah. Well, well let's ship him some ice cream. Yeah. So he can get his attention. Yep. That's true. Hey, John, we really do appreciate you. You're a, you're a wonderful soul. I can tell just talking to you on the phone. We, we appreciate your willingness to be on and this has been Really, really cool, and I, I know it's. We'll get it out to as many people as we can because I know it's going to be impactful. Well, you guys are uh, are building a business during a crazy time, and uh, I have no doubt you're feeling the same pressures that most of the world are are feeling. Uh, keep smiling, keep working together. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hey, thanks, John, John, where where would you like um, people to go after they hear this interview? Where do you want them to connect with you or with Jenny's or any of that? Well, Jenny's.com is a great place to uh, learn about our company and find a scoop shop or a place to buy the pints. And uh, I'm available on, on LinkedIn. So if ever there's uh, a reason to reach out, LinkedIn is probably the best bet. Cool. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. Appreciate you. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. You yeah. too. Take care. Yeah.